things early career recruitment the strategies to help you succeed will help you work with generation z with all the information that you'll need it's the jack and ollie show let's go uh, hello and welcome to the early careers podcast with myself ollie sidwell and me jack denton so today we are going to be talking about the association of apprentices, mm. something very new entering the market. Uh, there's two people with us to discuss all about the association of apprentices. We have Emily Austin and Jason Holt. Uh, Emily, I'm going to come to you first. Welcome. So you are the engagement director at Babington and previously you were at the emerging talent team at Lloyds Banking Group uh, and have previously also worked at Knowledge Pool, which is also a training provider. Hello, how are you? I'm really good. Thank you, Ollie. I'm really good. Thank you for having us as well. Um, yes, I currently work for Babington, but um, Babington's a founding partner of the Association of Apprentices. And as part of the agreement, um, I actually work with the association two days a week. Very good. So and that comes from Babington, our training provider to everyone that doesn't uh, know. And you previously worked at obviously Lloyd's Banking Group as well. So mm-hmm. you've had a history of working in the, the school's space. Yeah, I've been in the sector for about 11 years. So as you said, working at Lloyd's Banking Group and then with uh, Knowledge Pool, which is part of the Capital Group as a training provider. This is the first time I've worked directly um, with apprentices on behalf of apprentices. So uh, really exciting role. Great. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, And with you is Jason Holt, who describes himself as an educationalist. Um, So, Jason, I'll I'll give you a little roll call and we'll come to say hello in a second. So, uh, Jason is a CBE and appointed commander of the Order of the British Empire in 2015 um, for services to both the jewellery sector and apprenticeships. Uh, Good collab there. Uh, You're also chair of the Apprenticeship Ambassador Network at the Department for Education, uh, and back in 2012, you wrote the review of apprenticeships, the Holt Review of Apprenticeships as well. So, Jason, uh, welcome. How are you? Well, yeah, great to be here. Thank you, both you and uh, Jack, and uh, thank you for the invitation. I'm very well. It seems uh, to me. Oh, absolute pleasure. Um, so talk us through this CBE. That's exciting. Uh, it was it was tremendously exciting. Um, I... Uh, well, what I can say is that uh, I didn't uh, didn't know what it meant until uh, my wife opened the the letter for me, thinking it was a tax return, and there was this uh, yeah, there was this letter which uh, came out of the blue and uh, still hasn't sunk in, even though it's been five or six years. Um, somebody did hit, hear about my CV and thought that I, I got better A levels than that, but uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's been. Um, an extraordinary journey from being a lawyer to being a gemologist, somebody with gemstones, to then setting up a school for jewellers, to then setting up um, a, you know, helping the government think about apprentices from an SME point of view, to suddenly getting this uh, this amazing honours. So, uh, yeah. Well, talk us through uh, the idea then. So the Association of Apprentices is launched or launching. Tell us a bit about the idea where it came from. Um, the idea came from, well, you mentioned the, the review back in 2012, Oliver, and um, I, uh, I had 15 recommendations to government. The, the question was how to engage more smaller businesses with apprenticeships at a time that I think government then identified apprentices being a real flagship policy area, and it wasn't just about universities. So they wanted more SMEs engaged. They asked me um, to have a look at it, and one of the recommendations was, well, 
you know, what about having a virtual society for apprentices? Um, and I, that was really in response to a sense I had from talking to many, many apprentices at the time that there was a, a lack of belongingness, a lack of community, uh, almost also a, a lack of um, of prestige, of, of feeling part of something uh, that they were proud of. So uh, that was one of, one of my recommendations, which in fact government approved of the 15, approved 11, but didn't approve um, that particular one and three others. Oh, right. Um, interesting enough, those those other four have since come to being. But yes, no, the the association is very much launched. Hence, uh, the wonderful Emily being being also on on this call, and um, it is uh, gathering a pace like I could never have dreamt back in twenty twelve. It almost seems yeah. that um, there should have been an, an association for 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 many years. It's it's um it it seems like there's um there's been a, a gap there that really needs filling. It's like a, a need that. Um, is required for the space for apprentices, but also for, I think, probably um, other influences around apprentices as well to help them understand you know, what's going on and know that they've got the support. I mean, I agree, Jack. It's, uh, it's, it's extraordinary how when, when talking about the association, often people say, well, you know, doesn't this already exist? Uh, but that often goes with, with the most simplest of ideas, that uh, the simplest ideas often get, uh, get missed out. And... Um, but I think it's only in the last few years that the needle really has moved in terms of, of the role that apprentices play in society and community and it being really, um, you know, this whole notion of parity of esteem, I think, um, between higher education and, and further education, I think we are very, very close to that parity. So I think now it's it's getting such traction and clearly government have, have shown consistent commitment to, to apprenticeships that... that, that it, it, I think it's real. It's not just a distant dream, and so that's I think that with all the support that has gone behind uh, the association, you know, with with Sir Peter Eslin, you know, the co-founder, with Charles Middenhall, the other co-founder, um, has just come at the right time. Yeah. So, what uh, talk us through what it actually does then? So, bringing an association together, and as you said, a, a virtual society for apprentices. What does that entail? What what, what happens? Uh, well, it's it's at the kernel of it. It's about four things. It's about uh, being part of a community. So think of yourself as a, you know, if you go to university, you you know you have your student union and you have that whole experience of you know, being part of of that community of societies and connecting with others. So uh, that that's lacking in in apprenticeship. So that student union experience is sort of the thing that's being missed out by many many apprentices is is, is that that community that that we are building uh, with the the, um, the the association. Secondly, you, you know you the chance to build networks, and we all know that networks are so crucial to progressing in life uh, and having access to support and uh, and and learning and developing yourself as an individual, empowering yourself to be the best possible person you could be fulfilling that potential so the, the gap that um is often existing with your training provider college and your em employer every every kind of um apprentice we talk to they, there is that gap that they want to progress with and the association is there for and, and i think having a voice so having a way in which you feel that your your view is being counted uh, and taking ownership of your apprenticeship i think that is those are the kind of four tenets of, of the association, free of charge for uh, apprentices uh, until March 2023. 
Um, and we are um, really ambitious in terms of this being the home for every apprentice in the UK, not just in England, but UK-wide. Right. And is this aimed at future apprentices, people who would like to become, people who are existing apprentices, or people who have been apprentices, or for all three? Well, it's primarily a current apprentices, apprentices who are currently on programme. That is our focus at the moment. There are plans maybe further down the line to, to look at the, kind of the, 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 the journey pre-apprenticeship, but that is uh, already very well, uh, I think, catered for. Um, but it is, if you are a current apprentice or just about to enroll onto an apprenticeship, we are, we are your home. Um, but it's also for those that have finished or just about to finish their apprenticeship, uh, a way in which uh, there can be an alumni for, for former apprentices to give back, to be part of some sort of fellowship, to be able to mentor uh, apprentices who are just starting out. And um, do you know what the experience or what you imagine the experience of apprentices will be like? So if I was, you know, um, just about to start my apprenticeship, maybe in September, I then join the association. What might I get from from that experience over the next, you know, two to five years, depending on kind of you know what sort of apprenticeship I was on? So things are changing rapidly as as we have it. So we have a, if we like, a um, a beta version of the site. But over the next two years, what you'll have is essentially a, a I would I would call it a professional network for apprentices, a way in which you can see all sorts of events in your region, uh, nationally as well, uh, events you can have even if it's two years, uh, face-to-face even, where you can, you can connect with um, apprentices in your locality. Uh, there'll be ways in which you can go on to courses uh, to develop your, your essential skills or soft skills or other skills that you want to, to nurture. There'll be a way in which you can... Um, engage with interest groups so you really are inclusive in whatever community you're part of uh, if you want to progress you're interested in different professions you can connect with other apprentices in different different sectors that you might be uh, curious about and ultimately there is no current way in which uh, government or any any agency knows what the feeling and views of apprentices are in real time so there's always a lag in terms of, of, of not just performance, but what is the, the feeling of apprentices in, around the, the nation. And this will be a, an apprentice pulse. This, this could potentially be a, a way in which you can tap into the apprentice community because of the scale of it and, uh, and know what is the feeling of them at any one time, which is really valuable for, for all sorts of organisations and for oneself as well. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I guess there's going to be lots of um, employers and training providers um, listening to this and they're going to be interested to find out, you know, um, how they could, how they could get involved. You know, you've alluded to or mentioned that you've got some founding partners, you've got other employers and training providers involved. It'd be great to find out a bit more about how they are involved and and what that looks like. Well, absolutely. And I mean, currently we are uh, very, um, grateful for a huge amount of support from the likes of BBC and Aon and Royal Mail and NHS and uh, Barrington and all sorts of uh, NTFE. I won't give the full list, but they have been extraordinarily supportive in, in where we are to date. But we are uh, totally, at this moment in time, um, dependent on a 
ecosystem that is supportive of the association. So it is about employers uh, either wanting to become involved uh, as maybe there are one or two places left on the, as, as a founding partner. Um, so if there are any uh, employers interested in becoming a founding partner, there's still um, one or two places left. We, we, we want to restrict the, the, the size of the board because obviously it uh, becomes unwieldy. Uh, but certainly from the point of view, if you are an employer of uh, that employs lots of apprentices, then having um, your apprentices have the opportunity to join the, the association is a great perk for them. Uh, it's you doing them a great service. It's giving them another uh, another string to their bow in terms of what you might already be providing uh, as an employer. Uh, and equally for providers, I, I think the same same thing would would apply. That uh, uh, we are open to um, uh, maybe one or two providers. Uh, joining as founding partners, uh, but also the, the the customer journey ideally needs to work that as part of your enrollment into the provider that you you are offered a, um, a a membership of of the association. So it's, it's part it's a seamless uh, integration of of that process of becoming an apprentice in an employer. You also become uh, a member uh, of the association, which, as I say, is currently free of charge. So Emily, what um what was your role in, in all this then? So you, you're Babington are a founding partner, but like I say, you're you're working sort of two days a week on it. So what is it you're uh, contributing, and how are you finding it so far? Oh well, I mean that's an easy one to answer. I, I love it. It's brilliant. You know, bringing this to apprentices, as Jason sort of articulated, much needed support. And in fact, apprentices have told us uh, that they need this type of support. So that that's brilliant. Uh, brilliant to be involved um, in that respect. I mean, my my role is partnership. So I look after all the partners that Jason's just described and others more broadly that want to work with the association. And you know, you kind of ask it, in what way can people be involved? But directly promoting to apprentices to become a member is absolutely one way of doing it um, um, you know any employer or training provider can be involved um, in that but also there's the indirect promotion so a lot of our big employers work with supply chains and actually getting the association's message out to some of those smaller organizations who I mean arguably could be the true recipients if you like of the association um, it, it would be brilliant so you know we we did a um, an event not long ago, actually, back at the beginning of May, with a number of small to medium-sized businesses. And actually, the feedback we got there was the association is really, really needed, particularly as some of those apprentices can feel quite isolated. Mm. And actually, what we need to do is replicate the support that some larger organisations um, can give to those apprentices. They don't feel on their own. And actually, that could be a massive difference between whether somebody continues to progress on their apprenticeship or whether they walk away. But, you know, I've spoken to loads of large employers too who equally would find this useful um, because it's really difficult to build a community. I know this as an apprentice employer. I found it really difficult to build a community in my organisation and then give my apprentices the opportunity to work outside of the workplace with others to share experiences. So I think there's that direct promotion um, to, to apprentices but also the indirect to supply chain. Um, and then I work with a number of partners who are educated educators who want to get involved with us because they want to, um, I suppose, impart knowledge or education through events or through tools and, uh, and resources. Um, and one of the massive benefits of being a member of the association is getting access to events that you wouldn't ordinarily get access to. 
So, you know, the BBC ran an event for us that was hugely attended and has been downloaded hundreds of times on making an impact in resilience. And the chief medical officer from the BBC was on that event as well. You just wouldn't normally get access to these type of individuals. But, you know, organisations that we partner with really want to give back um, and help educate uh, with that message. Um, and then I think it's about raising awareness. You know, Jason and I have worked in the sector for many years. You cannot over-communicate about apprenticeships. It still astounds me that sort of 10 years on, 11 years on, I still get asked questions, uh, really questions about apprenticeships that are huge myths, um, and we need to help debunk some of that. So the association, you know, with partners working to to help spread the word uh, is what we, we work, work with partners on. employers it seems to be that one it's the right thing to do to have their um you know their apprentices join a, a, a wider body and second it gives their apprentices access to things that most or many employers wouldn't be able to provide on their own anyway and mm-hmm. something you alluded to but might be good to expand on is that potentially it's it's good for the retention of your of your apprentices because you get a a, a fuller more rounded experience and I think that yeah. would be pretty attractive to to, to your clients. And all the way along as well, if you've got somebody who's starting an apprenticeship who perhaps doesn't know what to expect in terms of onboarding, you know, what should they talk to the training provider about? What can they expect from their peer group or employer? Actually, the association will help them connect with people that have done that. Um, You know, when you get to the middle of a program and actually you might have quite a long way to go to completion and might be having a wobble about, you know, how you continue, um, you know, you've got that community there to turn to for support, advice and guidance. And then we find, and one of the most frequently visited bits on our beta site that Jason's talked about is endpoint assessment. We know that that can cause nervousness and, um, you know, concern amongst apprentices. And we're supported by two awarding organisations who've been brilliant in in giving us um, support, NCFE, and also Innovate. Um, and, and, you know, the, the resources there could help an apprentice get through that endpoint assessment. Perhaps they might have walked away from afterwards. So, yeah, I absolutely do believe it will support retention. I think that's a pretty, uh, just to build on that, Emily, I think the, um, the, there is such a need to improve um, completion rates um, nationally. And uh, I know it's something the government are very focused on with my uh, AAN hat on. And that it just feels to me that the extra support that apprentices will feel, particularly those who are in smaller businesses. So obviously, the, um, you know, so we talk about some of the employers who are big employers, you know, like Lloyd's Bank, we do huge amounts of of support and wraparound around their apprentices. But for a smaller business, and, and obviously I come from a small business background, um, it's very, very uh, difficult sometimes to find ways, in addition to what you do as an employer, to support apprentices who need that extra support. So what we are hopeful is that that, that wraparound that the association provides, particularly for apprentices employed in smaller businesses, which the majority are, by the way, Mm-hmm. Um, will allow them to get through those difficult times in their apprenticeship, which otherwise they may not uh, complete or may really struggle to complete, and just take them through to to that endpoint that uh, they will, will, you know they want to, and and uh, and, and obviously uh, employers want to, and and government want want them to. So I think we we hope that one of the measures of our success is a improved completion rate um, uh, for apprentices in, this, in, in, in across the UK. 
from a training provider perspective as well, you know, all, all of these benefits to the employer, but having worked for, for a training provider, you know, training providers do a lot of really good work, you know, to, to, to support the apprentice throughout uh, their apprenticeship, not just imparting the knowledge and, and, and everything else, but a lot of pastoral care. You know, the association will, can help with that. So um, safeguarding, pastoral care, all those kind of things, independent careers, advice and guidance, training providers may find um, find, find useful for their apprentices. Um, and also to support with the quality of education, you know, with the, some of the development that Jason spoke about, with um, some of the life skills development um, that we've referenced, you know, supporting the quality of curriculum uh, might be something that the training providers would find of interest. But it has to complement their, their offering, not sort of uh, supersede it. So we're, we're looking for training providers to work with us um, on that basis. Uh, you know, the having hundreds of members as well and the apprentice voice as, as Jason said will also be useful in getting feedback as to what you need to put into your programs and helping with that continuous improvement loop so it just just worth you know there's lots of benefits to employers but lots of benefits to training providers um to, you know encouraging members to join yeah that yeah it sounds fantastic isn't it oh yeah that's brilliant um yeah i was going to ask about like the um because thinking from like a large employer a large recruiter that do take quite a lot of students on uh, even though they will have a, a community of students themselves, I think there's still massive value in having a community outside of your your your, your business. Um, and coming back to your point around SMEs, Jason, I think uh, actually in your review, I did a, had a little look earlier, uh, and a quote is that something like 99% of um, uh, companies in the UK are SMEs. Correct. And you think how huge that is in terms of the amount of companies out there yet so few of them actually take on apprentices so i think the stat was fewer than 10 percent of apprentices are actually in smes so like how how do we get out to that audience because i can really see it being a value to the larger employers which i think will you'll see initial uptake from but for me to really nail it it will be to get all the smes involved getting them to do apprenticeships in the first place and also be part of that community because they'll get such value being like one or two apprentices in a smaller company, they'll, they'll be the ones that will get most value, I think, out of the, the association. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, spot on. Uh, it's, it feels like another review in order. But it, <laughs> um, I, yeah. I, think, I think the short answer uh, is it's very, it's very, very hard, uh, especially at this moment in time, you know, just you're going through the pandemic. Um, it's, it's been a matter of survival for, for many, many SMEs. Uh, so to ask to, to to get their attention on anything else is 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 very challenging. I think there are some possibly quick wins. So you know, uh, I'll just use a, an example of Lloyd's Bank, but a lot of banks have their SME uh, clients. So ways in which large businesses can support um, their smaller businesses. So you know, it could be that through um, through large employers that they are promoting the association. To, to the to SMEs through through advice through the you know bank managers or through accountants or whichever uh, intermediary that uh, SMEs most uh, connect to uh, that the apprentices you know in those smaller businesses are, are welcome and could really support the smaller but I think one of the key areas we've identified is actually supporting small employers to be how to support apprentices you know, it's, it's, it's you know it's not something you learn in business school or as an employer it's, it is a it is something that can be very very challenging and so you know almost having a toolkit that we can uh, provide smaller employers 
um, or, or large employers to support their small employers' supply chain, if you like, to be giving that extra wraparound support for apprentices. And obviously, through the association, that, that is a, a natural home that, that can happen. Yeah, it can be a big barrier, can't it, to SMEs taking apprentices because there's a perception actually to manage uh, or the time taken to manage an apprentice will be too too much. One of the things we're going to talk to our apprentice council about is actually writing a guide for small employers from an apprentice of a small employer. So this is what I need. Um, and that, that would definitely be something the association can support with. Yeah, we, we, we've had a couple of apprentices and um, we had the same sort of thoughts of like well, how are we going to deal with all these different things i mean we were fortunate because at all about group we've got contacts with hundreds of hr teams and we could basically use those larger organizations who could help us so when we had you know how do you deal with this or how do you deal with that lots of people were happy to share that and i think that's one a nice part of this early careers community and the second thing is i think there's a big opportunity there to what basically what everyone's been saying the last you know couple of minutes which is um, like what you were saying there, Jason, with people's customers, but also just people reaching out to their supply chain and everyone they work with to, you know, even even if it's just as simple as offering advice and guidance on how to deal with different things. Absolutely, absolutely. But, I mean, to, to your original question, Oliver, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm obviously not a representative of the average SME. You're right, it's about 15% of SMEs, as, as, as I know it, uh, engage with, with apprenticeships. But, you know, once you've uh, once you've employed one, and I, I don't think you ever look back. And um, it's it's there is still a lot of misperception. You know, Emily mentioned about debunking you know these myths, um, and I think it's just you know anything we can do for awareness. And I think it's about a community based awareness. I think you know we've we've had we've seen the impact of um, COVID on 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 much tighter communities, and if 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 that apprenticeship. Um, the awareness that brand promise can be very much part and parcel of, of community building. I think that you know more SMEs will engage. I think this is our time. You know, there's all this sort of mantra about rebuilding better, and uh, you know, every SME or most businesses want to grow. And finding good people, we know, is the great way of of, of making that happen. And apprenticeships is even a better way. Uh, I think in, in boosting your, your growth potential. So I like to think those messages are you know, are really being heard or beginning to be heard. So what are the next steps for for an employer who is interested, who thinks, "Hey, this sounds brilliant. I would you know, I would like to be involved." What do they head to the website? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Or just get in contact with, with us, you know, small small teams. So they can email myself, or email Jason, um, or, or go to the website and 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 make contact through that. But yeah, absolutely, just make contact and let us know. And if an employer wanted to be involved, um, as I sort of outlined earlier, there's a number of ways we've got collateral here that um, we could help to promote to their apprentice cohort. Um, we could work with them on their onboarding process to embed that uh, if there are people joining. Um, it could be that they want to be involved in an event, in which case our, um, uh, I say events team, it's actually one one person would, um, you know, help them get through um, the, the planning for that event and, and putting that event and promoting it, etc. So it would be really good to hear from employers uh, who want to be involved about how, how and uh, then we can work out how we do that from there. Right. Could they also um, contribute content that they might already have? 
that yeah. information we do we do have a number of partners who have contributed content some on financial awareness for example um some on life skills um absolutely we would look to um support that and you know certain charities who want to um, educate and, and promote have already got their content on our site yeah yeah brilliant yeah sounds great i'm sure there'll be a lot of people who are very interested in that yeah should we do a little wrap up jack yeah okay yeah do you want to I'll, I'll do a little wrap up and uh, give you your uh, magic question at the end. So feel free to see if I've got this spot on. So uh, the Association of Apprenticeships is going to be a society for apprentices, both virtual and face-to-face. Uh, your four key pillars are around just building a community, having a space where apprentices can all come together to also build a network, um, access to loads of support and learning, uh, and also just have a voice. Uh, so bringing all the apprentices from across the UK, potentially further, let's see how that goes. Uh, and the aim is to really to solve a lot of the, the issues in terms of uh, building soft skills, giving students that, that voice and preventing the isolation that a lot of um, young people may feel uh, within different businesses. They're all able to come together to help support each other, raise the awareness of the amazing benefits of apprentices. Uh, like we see it every day, how amazing apprenticeships can be. Uh, so pulling them all together is going to hopefully achieve the grand goal of making sure they have a great time, but also from an employer perspective and the training provider perspective, also in, improve completion rates as well, which obviously is a huge metric uh, in the space. How is that as a wrap up? Did I miss anything? I mean, I don't know what you'd say, Jason. I think the most important thing to say is this is an association for all apprentices of all ages, wherever they are currently on their programme or having recently completed across any industry, any programme. Um, so that that's one of the most important things to say. Yeah, I, I second that. It is uh, all inclusive, at whatever age you are uh, and wherever you are. So uh, only summarise it brilliantly as well. You forget that most apprentices are um, over 24, I think it is. It's three quarters over 24, so I can't remember the exact stat, but it's the majority. That's right, and it's really important as apprentices become more widely used in reskilling or retraining or returning to the workplace and um, you know, going off in a different career that actually we represent um, and have resources, tools, services for, for those apprentices too. Um, I would uh, just want to, I suppose, on behalf of, of my co-founders, uh, Peter Eslin and Charles Hall, just to thank you both for uh, inviting us here to giving us this sort of platform to raise awareness. Uh, to put some context on this, this is, this is you know, a few months old, uh, whilst the, the idea has been sort of knocking around uh, for, you know, about a year or so. Uh, and, of course, in my report, well, before that, we are just at the beginning of this journey. And... We have received such incredible support, but we really would love to invite uh, anyone where anything we have said might resonate with to to be part of of this. This is a this is definitely needs to be something of scale. We need to have this network effect. You know, a few hundred, a few thousand won't do. It needs to be really something that it, that everyone feels included if they are an apprentice in the UK. Uh, and if you are a, an employer or provider in that space, so really uh, uh, open our doors to anyone that feels uh, that they can support this, uh, this this association that is a you know, not for profit uh, and uh, as I say, free of charge for Pencil uh, uh, March twenty twenty three uh, to get in touch um, with us. And we'd love to hear how how you can be part of this journey. Lovely. Well, thanks very much for coming on. We'll put all the details underneath the podcast. So if anyone wants to get in touch, they can visit the website 
um, and getting um, the contact details um, with you. Um, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, we really appreciate that. It's actually super interesting to find out about the association. I think it's well needed and uh, I think it's going to be extremely successful in this space because it just fits so well. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you, Oliver. No worries. Well, thank you both for joining. Uh, I've been Ollie. And I've been Jack. And that has been the Early Careers Podcast. We will see you next time. Bye. For all things early career recruitment, the strategies to help you succeed will help you work with Generation Z with all the information that you'll need. It's the Jack and Ollie Show.